Welcome to Where Wine Takes You, a wine podcast for everyone. If you love wine, well, you must love conversation, people, places, travel, stories, and the rest, because wine has it all. And the magic you feel opening a bottle of it and spending an extra hour at table with those you love consuming it is just unbelievable. I'm your host, Adam Montiel. You know, for that matter, drinking a bottle at table with total strangers is pretty darn cool too, which is what we're going to do today. I mean, how does this bottle, its contents, its stories of how it got here, take four people around a table by all accounts, total strangers, and turn them into friends? How does that actually happen? Well, today you're going to find out. Later on after our chat today, I'm excited our Travel Paso Spotlight is about a biz downtown that started during the pandemic and has evolved into a chill spot that when you hang out, you're likely to see winemakers, brewers, all kinds of folks are hanging out there. I can't wait to share the vibe of the backyard with you later during our Travel Paso Spotlight. New winery, who dis? I mean, we got two couples here who, it's almost like that Matt Damon movie, We Bought a Zoo. Remember that? We Bought a Winery. And while a lot of couples get into this game trying to source fruit, they did it old school. Not always easy to get your hand on some property. They got land to farm. They have pre-existing customers to continue to make happy. And all of the joys, challenges, and the rest, owning land and a tasting room and a winery come with. Two names of wineries here where I have not tasted a lick of their wines yet. So I am super excited to introduce you to two new friends in Paso. First, Megan and Spencer of High Camp Wines. They came from LA to get their hands dirty, and like others we've introduced you to here, they're just great people with a heart for this area. It's evident. Becoming entrenched in this area is what they desire, spreading the love of Paso. You could see it, you could feel it when you talk to them. I'm really excited about trying their wines. I met Megan for maybe a moment at the San Luis Obispo Airport when I was picking up my fiance. She gave me her card with her cell on it. Of course, I lost it. And then worked to get her and her partner Spencer again. And we got them today. Excited. Next is Dresser Wines. And up until now, I had not heard of them. Corey and Kathy came into the biz. Not only do they have the farming and the winemaking to manage, but the property came with a 6,000 plus square foot mansion that is a vacation rental. You need to see this place, it is unreal. Now both these brands have a lot of similarities, but as we've learned too often, with their separate paths that led them here, comes with a lot of unique aspects that really set them apart. One of the similarities though, they both acquired brands that sold to them. So they came in with a wine club already, customers already. Now not before you think that's a charmed situation, and I'm sure there are aspects of it that are, coming in, changing the name, having your own identity can rattle existing customers who just wanna make sure the same wine that they've always loved will always be there. But the thing is, these people don't want what always was. They want better. They want their signature, their fingerprint, their expression to be seen, felt, tasted. Not the last folks. So I can't wait to hear their stories. I show up to this house, good Lord, beautiful. Through the gate, up the hill. Megan, go straight, don't go right. And this is just an absolutely stunning home. Stunning views, private wine cellar, verandas, porches. It is storybook up here. Yes, I have Georgie. You better behave, Georgie. This place is really nice. I mean, you need like a razor scooter to get around this place from wing to wing. I mentioned before, it is a vacation rental. It'd be so much fun to rent this with a few couples. We come into the chat talking about the place. Give me that sound. We'll get by. We pass on around till the job is in the trees it will simplify good company
so this is like an Airbnb? Yeah, we do it as a vacation rental. And For how, how many couples can fit in here? So five bedrooms. We say 10 total. We yeah. try to keep it small, just like we do at the winery. I don't want a lot of people all the time because I want it to be intimate overall. Mm-hmm. But we just say 10. And so we've made a little bit of exceptions, maybe 12, maybe 14, depending on what makes sense. But then we did a thing for the Fanatics where we had, you know, the, the 10 of them stayed here, did a small event too as well for them where we had myself and three other wineries pouring as well. Wow. So but we've had, you know, awesome. back in the day, the old owner, maybe not legal, um, did a whole, we used to do blend fest here. We have a wine called Shitface Red. No wow. way. <laughs> We're going to get into it for sure. It's, okay. it's a beautiful wine. It I can't classy. wait. Yeah. We got it right here. Um, the Shitface Red is a blend of Petit Syrah, Cab Syrah, and Zen. Oh. And so he used to invite his club here and do a club event. And um, the last time he did it, before we took over, um, so I started making the wines here, officially 19, but he did a club party there for the Blend Fest, and there were 200-some-odd people here. I mean, you can wow. hold it here. You I could do it. I say, people could get married here. Oh, you yeah. definitely could. Inside the house, outside the house. We're I hoping. Mean, we're working on it. Yeah, it's beautiful. 19, what a year to start, too, right? Like, what a pretty yeah. charmed vintage. To- yeah, he did a good job at that point, too, uh, in bringing me on board. I think it's the best decision ever um, <laughs> for somebody who had no idea how to make wine. Right. So, so you you're know. just learning right now. Like, I mean, you're still in real time. No, I'm still knee-deep in it, for sure. Um, I uh, University of Kansas graduates. Um, I could probably figure out a way to grow corn. Uh, on my own. I think that's inherent from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, you know, I just had a, I, I spent 10 years in sports marketing, working for a bunch of different major league baseball teams and whatever. And I fell, followed my passion then, which was to figure out how do you do, how do you make money? at something you love doing. I, I love playing baseball, got hurt, couldn't do it anymore. Mm. But I found I love marketing and hospitality. And then that led into a wonderful career there for a while. Um, and then fell into, an, well, 07, 08, the market was crap mm. as well. And so I was working at the time negotiating for AT&T for all their name rights deals and sponsorships and loved it. Um, and then they cut us off. So I, then after that point, I wanted to do something new. Candidly, I was like, I was going through a breakup about a year before that. She was a great person. Just we weren't a good fit. Let's be real. She was garbage. <laughs> she was. You know, she was horrible. Come on now. Yeah, nowhere near what my wife is today. <laughs> but I remember just like I was like, you know what? I know she just took a job for X amount of dollars. I got to offer for a job to make like three percent more a year later. I won the breakup, so I took that oh. job, which was mm-hmm. in tech. Yeah. And I, but I wanted something new and different to do, and so this online advertising or a marketing uh, digital advertising company in Atlanta brought me on for a fresh view on what they were doing, having no clue what it was that they were doing. And it just kind of spiraled. Because that was new. Else. This is like when newspapers were starting to figure that yeah. out and like yeah. media was really pushing those boundaries. Our, there were five people in our, our industry at that point. It was us. Um, one company was owned by Google. Oh. One po- company was owned by USA Today, that entire conglomerate. Uh, conglomerate. And then um, and a couple other random ones too. There are literally five in the world. Yeah. So that was the the news company's effort to figure out how do we fit into a digital world. Yeah, right. you know the Six Mile Bridge. Yeah. Jim Maroney. Yep. Um, huge media dude, Dallas Morning News, right? And he was really in that like leading time when they were like when newspapers were like, no, we're gonna we're gonna make a they're gonna have to subscribe. Or yeah. We're gonna really try and push the Put limits. That paywall. But everybody was feeling out where they felt and where they stood in that weird space. And print is, ugh, print has been what it's been going through for a long time. But yeah, you still know, there, still there. If not even still moving in the same direction as it's been in the last decade or more. It's kind of been but, stalled for the entire 
entire time. Yeah, so they interesting though. Enough, but not well enough to exist forever, I think. And then, so you get into True. this brand, and then how does that happen? How do you like, I mean, so we did okay, and we have some resources. We're like, yeah, let's buy property. Here's the no. thing. Both of you guys are like really, really young in the way where we don't see folks, couples of this, you know, you know, space in these ages, being able to buy a property and do something. It's like, get in here, see if Tin City's got room, or see if I can get into another industrial area. Let's hope we can build good relationships and get good sourcing. And there are brands that are doing that. I mean, look at yeah. like Top or this. I mean, some of the best brands are that are coming oh, up. You Levo, know, Aaron, Levo, every, literally everybody in, in Ta- Tin City. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, we got world-class wine all over the place. And I look at names like even outside of the area who've been doing it for decades, like Adam Lee and Siduri. And they've been able to make a big brand, even get it acquired from them just on relationships and fruit. Yeah. So, but you guys are doing it the old-fashioned way. Well, kind of. <laughs> so I will say we were not the purchasers. So we are running the place. We obviously manage the vineyard and the winery, but you know it's a family-owned thing. So it is my brother and my sister and my mom's winery and vineyard, but we are just the the people on the ground. Yeah, so you guys are obviously you're like the GM. Yeah, we're making the wine. We're doing yeah. we're doing all of it. We're running the business. We're running yes, the business exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, in in a sense, it is the old fashioned way. My I'm a fifth generation farmer. So there's actually six generations of farmers in my family now. Um, we've been farming in this area and in Kalinga since, I don't even know, you know, six generations ago. So we've been around for a long time. Um, and it just was natural for us to, as a family, purchase the vineyard and winery. And it was always a dream. But it definitely isn't Spencer and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who puts, it takes, yeah. takes a village, takes a family. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So I'm so curious because... And we're going to get both of your backgrounds. And I'm just so fascinated on two. And, and literally, like I said in the intro, these are two wines and, and couples and folks that I have not had a chance to meet yet. So, yeah. I mean, we're li- literally meeting us. each yeah. other for the first yeah. time. Oh, I'm so excited. I think, Megan, I met you for a second in the airport. Yes. And I think you were wearing some fun pants or oh, your no. fiance. What both of you were. Yeah. You know what both of you were you wearing? You can't hold against me anything. No, I, I arrived it. at the airport and to pick I up my fiance. I loved it. She was oh, wearing it? something also, she really? was wearing some sort of leggings that were patterned. I'll never forget well, this because I, I was, yeah. I mean, and then you guys, pants. you came yeah. with some sort of, they were both wearing pants, yeah. so that was That's a good, good. start. Yeah. But I'll never forget, you guys were like standing outside there and I was like, they've got some great patterned pants on, both yeah, of them. Yeah, we had some, we have some uh-huh. style. Yeah, and you had and, Georgie, so. And you, you had Georgie, and I knew, because uh, we talked about connecting, uh, then I know Joel, because he was yes. on that flight too from Paso Wine, and um, I had not had it. Joel this is, is the, a saint. He's great. He does a fantastic job, <laughs> as well as the team of Paso Wine. I just love them. But um, High Camp is a brand that I'm like literally just getting to taste today, along with Dresser. Both of you guys are going to give you props on your your labels. They yes. look sharp. You do have a beautiful label as well, both of them. Yeah. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had nothing to do with it other than I came up with a name. <laughs> now, there you Dre- go. There's a start. <laughs> and as we get into each of your history, um, Corey, what is your last name? Burke. Burke. So Dresser. Terrible name for a winery. It's not right. So And Dresser is almost <laughs> kind of like what Eric Jensen did with Booker. Yes, 100%. We're kind of paying homage to the people that were here before us. That's right. So the Dresser okay. family, they originally established this land 130, 40, 50 years ago with the, wow. the, uh, the Dunnings. Um, so... Um, the, the story of it really is these two families from the, well, I know the dresses were Midwest, came from Wisconsin, where I'm from the West as well, but a little bit more sunny, I guess, down in Missouri. But um, they, the, the original dresser uh, patriarch came out here for the gold rush and failed 
because it came out here after the gold rush. Oh, okay. oh man. <laughs> and then, you know, being from Wisconsin, he's like, you know what? I know dairy. Yeah. So I'm going to run cattle. So he ended up somehow. It's a good area for that. Yeah. And there's a, there's a stagecoach road over there. There's a, there's a little skate, literally a stagecoach coach right here, right? That was the main central hub, mm-hmm. a Paso 100 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up right here. Him and the Dunnings bought three, 4,000 uh, acres of land. No big um, deal. Yeah. Right. No big yeah. deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super cheap for like a, like a buck 50. Yeah. God. Like a dollar 50. Yeah. And um, they, uh, the dressers, well, over time, their partnership changed for whatever reason. The dressers wanted grazing cattle. The Dunnings wanted running cattle, apparently. Mm. So the Dunnings basically took from just past Sculptera through downtown flat land where you could run the cattle. The dressers wanted big fat cattle. And so they took us, we're 1100 feet up. We're one of the higher elevations of where we are on the east side, um, southeast side from where you guys are, um, because they wanted the cattle just to be able to graze. Right. So uh, that's the end of the story for like what a great, wonderful story it is, but it's a neat... Fat cattle. Right. Yeah. And so, <laughs> fat cattle. Fat cattle red. Yep. That's, that's, what we that's, want. that's the that's next one. Yeah. I might have gone with Fat F-A? Cattle Ranch. FCR. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Fat Cattle Ranch. Uh, there fat might be a solid chance my SF- SFR, Shit Face Red, might become, or another one might be FCR yeah. for sure. That's so that good. good. So tell me, you guys came from LA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, one, how you guys both, what you guys were doing in LA. I grew up in Agora Hills, which is okay. my okay. North, northern suburb of LA County. Beautiful. Yeah. And, um, yeah, very lucky. It was a very cool place. And um, we had That's a where mo- the Kardashians are, right? Yeah, Calabasas. Just, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool, so cool. just like <laughs> a couple exits south, right? That wouldn't yeah. be my claim to fame. My, I would say, because, I mean, we had a, in our high school, we had uh, the dudes from Lincoln Park. Oh, oh okay, cool. that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's what I think is cool. And then, yeah, like Mike Shinoda and Brad Delson. And then Calabasas had Incubus. Oh, okay. And so there were some fun stuff. We have more than the Kardashians down there yeah. for sure. But um, Way cooler. I, so we got these high camp wines. I love both the labels. And I want to know the story of how you guys, what are you both doing down there in LA? Mm. What are you doing, Spence? So I was doing set design. So prop styling, <laughs> basically art department. So I would work on photo shoots, uh, mostly fashion, um, but I was doing set builds and basically set design. Yeah. Sculpt, uh, yeah, a lot cool. of handmade yeah. props, um, about seven, seven years doing that. So yeah, just had uh, gotten that job at Nike and then the pandemic hit. So that whole facility shut down um, and then working on set pretty much shut down as well. So you couldn't be on set, you couldn't be shooting. Um, so we basically had an opportunity to come up to San Miguel and run Megan's family's vineyard. So it was a huge pivot, yeah. huge change. Um, but I grew up on a little farm up near Sacramento. So I'm from a rural area. So getting outside of LA and coming here wasn't a huge shock. Um, it was always kind of planned to be honest when we met, um, Obviously, my family does farming, and his family had a ranch, like a 30-acre ranch, and he grew up, um, you know, with horses. Yeah, I was a, I was a 4-H kid. He so. was a 4-H kid. <laughs> raised, raised steers and had horses, <laughs> goats, potbelly pig, whole, whole deal. Country yeah. music. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when we met, it was funny because, I mean, um, I had been in L.A. longer than him, and um, I did date some guys before him. You know, I did. Earmuffs. I'm so sorry. He's just learning this right yeah. now. But um, I found, you know, a country guy in the city, and it just worked, and I feel like we Well, Megan right always away. had boyfriends, so we were friends for a couple of years before Multiple. we started dating. I always had <laughs> boyfriends. She was always connected. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know oh, that it could see? be a singular One day word. she didn't have a boyfriend, and then <laughs> the rest of history yeah that's so funny because yeah. my fiance and i when we first met and like connected we were both with other people and then you know just knew each other's acquaintances but never it's even considered nicer. it's yeah. interesting though it's it really is. cool you yeah. get to do yeah. like kind of like a like a case study it's kind of like i'm gonna watch yeah. you from afar and see what what you do and see if i like it yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's pretty cool so then you yeah. guys at some point obviously connect yeah. good energy and you're like hey let's let's do it this was, it was actually yeah. pretty it was pretty fun we were friends for about three years we met through I was working at this really cool boutique called um, opening ceremony it's not there anymore I think it might be online and one of my co-workers that I hung out with all the time um, was like oh my my cool friend uh, Spencer's coming down to visit he's like an art guy because he used to like sketch and sculpt and all these things probably never had issues with ladies uh-uh. because he's working in, no he's working know. in the art scene he's doing his I don't thing. think he did I would have never seen that but <laughs> right when I saw him I was like oh he's cute like oh okay but I had a boyfriend and we would go out and um, party together my boyfriend at the time was like a DJ and so we would be like dancing on tables together and just you know whatever but I did get in trouble a couple times for flirting with him can we say earmuffs to the boyfriend at the time right yes. now yes well, <laughs> I think he, he knows <laughs> so there'd be nights so, where like you guys are hanging yes. out he's DJing he's behind the ones and twos he's and he sees skirt, your skirt. eyes looking a little bit too lovingly into yes. his yes uh-huh. so it happened Spencer so and then we broke up this this guy you know R.I.P. to that and literally we started dating like two days after of course, so yeah. it was just you did know, you just straight on. swoop in oh yeah you like He's got right into that like how'd yeah. you do it text email what'd we do well I With went to you. her house and I trained her puppies at the time they're now our dogs but I trained them how to sit the first night so that, was, that was that was a deal oh, my boyfriend at the yeah. time he was like DJ guy so he didn't even know how to like hang a picture like I went over yeah. to his house and I was like, real this, man. Is, this is a hammer and this is a nail was he bringing the molly and said look me molly yeah, first yeah, yeah. Like, legitimately. then you hang the picture then you pass out for the next day right. I'm like so you and have you to stay awake to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. hang the pictures no but it was really cute we were actually out at a bar with all of our friends and um, we decided to just go across the street and go bowling do you remember that yeah and so we were bowling and where were then, you at what bowling alley god it was in Koreatown, okay. like okay. Hollywood. We were at, oh gosh, what was that club Lock called? And Key? Key. Lock and yeah. Key. Lock and Key, R.I.P. to that too. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, yeah, it was really cute. And then it was just, yeah, he taught my dogs how to sit, took my trash out. Didn't oh, know dude. anyone could do you that. I thought women were made for that. Boyfriend. Yeah. The, so. He just was not <laughs> a handy a guy at all. So. I'm telling you, I found a country guy. That's I, pretty cool. You know? So, I just, you know. You close with your mom and dad or what? Yeah. Where's mom and dad? They're in, uh, up near Sacramento. Very good. You work yeah. tight with them. Yeah. Yeah. This is why. This we see. We have a good. Yeah. We have a good dude here. Yeah. We love Carrie and Scott. <laughs> yeah. They're good people. Yeah. I like hard workers. Very good. This is a great story. Wonderful. You know, I found a guy who could get his hands dirty in LA. That's not. It's not around every corner. They're actually trying to keep nope. their their hands manicured and yeah. clean. Yeah. So. <laughs> any, any place where like they sell more guy liner <laughs> than like you know than stuff at Miner's Hardware, then yeah, yeah. you know you're. This isn't foundation. This is tinted right, sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
when you're in line behind three guys at Sephora, you know you're probably in the wrong spot to find a dude. But look, yeah. we found one. We got Spencer here. Yeah. You, uh, you're doing your thing. But listen, you guys both are doing something very different and make a big switch yeah. to wine. I mean, this is yeah. like a dream for a lot of people. It really is. But so. what is that? What has this been like? I mean, it's been crazy. It's been a I challenge mean, for sure. We love wine. Obviously, you have to love wine to want to get nitty. You don't do it, it to get. You don't do it to make money. No. So we were both in creative jobs before. You know, I had a clothing company. I'd open a um, store 2019 uh, November on Melrose. Great and decision. I had, yeah. You know, I was like, nailed that timing. Yeah. I have to say, was I was key. like, this is too good to be true. Well, guess what? It was. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so I had my Great clothing company though. for oh my gosh, Crescent Heights and Melrose super close to Fred Siegel and the rent was something I could afford. And you were I had, about to blow up. You were on the cusp I of blowing up. I was just like, this is what my brand needed. I had my brand for about 15 years before that. So I had and been hustling. And your brand was doing what? What were you doing? I was doing clothing and like I was doing apparel, purses, just... You I were would designing bags and stuff? Yeah. Cool, okay. All sustainable, you know, recycled, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I thought it was too good to be true. Honestly, I kind of didn't believe it. And I soaked it up for about the three months that we were open. And it was the dream. I checkmarked my little girl dream. And um, I realized, hey, no one's hiring in LA. There is no, even if I wanted to be like a bartender or anything, I mean, no one was hiring and I was self-employed. So it was, it was rough. And um, my family was in farming or is in farming and I, my grandpa had just kind of passed away and I said, you know, Hey, can we move into grandpa's place and can we help out with the garlic, the tomatoes, anything? And my brother had already been looking at this property and he knew that I was super into wine. And so he said, you know, I know you have management skills. You've been managing girls for years and you've been managing your own company. It was doing good until this month (laughs) so he basically gave us the opportunity he knows Spencer for like eight years so he knew we were really hard working and gave us a really good opportunity to run a tasting room and we had um, the previous uh, owner was with us for about eight months and taught us how to wine make his way what property did you have so Ranchita Canyon Canyon. yeah Ranchita Canyon Vineyard so now yeah Yeah. so now it's high camp but when I first got there it was you know super intense you know because we in, we had uh like inherited a wine club inventory um just the whole thing so we were thrown into it like sink or swim it was well you guys don't have a small property though either no. yeah right so like 80 yep. 75 75 acres, yeah. acres planted, planted grapes 10 different varietals planted. so there's yeah. a lot going on in the vineyard so it was a lot to learn in a quick time it was very much from the morning we woke up there it was like we were supposed to get there in the morning we had a u-haul reservation i don't know if you guys have ever made one it's not a real thing (laughs) it's not it doesn't mean that you get a truck so we went all around la looking for that u-haul that we rented it took us all day works out all the time gosh (laughs) so we finally got there at like 9 p.m and we woke up and literally there were people at the tasting room and the previous owners knocked on our door. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And they were like, hi, so people are here to like meet you. You realize what today is, right? Today's transition day. Yeah. And we were like, man, we were like, um, what? well, we didn't <laughs> know that you'd invited a bunch of people. All of them were so lovely, but it was shocking. You know, I mean, we were living in the mobile home. 10 feet away from the winery. They were sitting 10 feet away from where we were living. We lived there for about a year and a half. Um, 
but it was interesting. You know, it was like, you know, we got our stuff out of the U-Haul and people were there and they were ready to meet Damn. us. They were ready yeah. to know about us. It was so different than being in LA. In LA, people want to know about you, but it's not like they're sitting right there wanting no, to know sure. about you. So it was, and luckily everyone was super nice that was there, but it was yeah. shocking. So okay, yeah, hardworking, yeah, good, you know, good with people. You, you love it. You're into it. But I mean, we got to learn about vineyards. Like I'm thinking of like right. three episodes ago with like Randy Heinzen or like yeah. we need we need to make a phone call. Or do you 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 is so your... Randy is our vineyard oh, consultant. Oh, of course, yes. that's great. So yeah. basically, the way that my family farms is we have consultants on all of our you know our farms, and that's just a just a second insurance. So. Um, we got a vineyard consultant. Luckily, we got Randy right away with VPS, and he's awesome. He's um, great. Yeah. So great. Okay. Super nice. Super smart. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, yep. he, you know, when he, you know, he believes in you, and he gets behind something, he, he's a good guy to have in your corner. Absolutely. Totally. And did Jenny own the listing? So that's what it is. We bought yeah. from Perfect. Jenny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it was just very. She owns all the listings. That's she's the big one too. Super smart. Uh huh. Yep. And she's lovely. Yeah, she's but great. great. Did she have this one? No, this was uh, we were off the radar for sure. This so they're was, talking about Jenny Heinzen, who yeah. was mentioned at the end of that episode. So that's yes, right. Go ahead, listen to it. I've been listening every day since the J. Ducey. Oh, really? Oh, for sure. Oh, cool. Thanks, bro. Uh, but also met both the Heinzens. They're wonderful people for mm. sure. Um, no, this one was, you know, we found this in in eighteen when I was trying to learn how to make wine, and a friend of a friend was making his wine here. Introduced me to what we were at the time, Gelfheim Vineyards. Met the owners, just told them my story. We had actually had a really close friend of ours that just got diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. And I just wanted to make like good wine, good enough wine that we could sell it to support her foundation. If I couldn't make good enough wine that was going to be worth to be, to go out there and sell the wine, then it would have been worth it to do, I think originally. But thankfully, I uh, found a guy just was like, I had no idea what I was doing day one. You have no yeah. clue either. Yeah. I'll bring you in. Let's do this. Let's make this work. I want to support what you're doing. Oh, that's awesome. And it worked out nicely too. That's but awesome. so, cool. so we were off list or off, what is it? Off record, off listing, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, and it worked out nicely for sure. Uh, maybe not buying a vineyard and winery property during COVID is the best time as yeah. you mm-hmm. guys may have experienced yeah, as just well. Just a little bit. Yeah. Hi, my name's Megan and this is what I look like with a mask on. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> well, just a chat in the banks like, Hey, do you, have you ever worked in wine? No, not no. really. Yeah. Worked in sports, and then I worked in tech, and then I'm, you know, at the time I was actually I just started my MBA from Sonoma State. So Sonoma State has a wine business focused uh, executive MBA program, and I did that. And thank God I was doing it at the time because I was be able able to tap into all these different people that just had brilliant backgrounds. I think one of my professors was actually one of my professors. He will not tell me this was on the other side of the Booker. Uh, acquisitions and I've been asking forever it's what did he sell world. for I know right I will never learn I'm sure because they are brilliant what they do yeah but then um, had, you know I worked with him saying like how do I value this walk me through how do you value a vineyard there's a different thing of like valuing a um, a booker or um, um, I'm blanking a couple of the ones that have sold recently too versus how do you value you know, 25 acres, half are planted by seven varietals with equipment and wine, yeah. with a wine club that buys 90% of the wine. It's not what I was oh, used to in tech. For tech, it was a, a, um, a degree of multiple sales. So if sales were XYZ, 
multiply that by three by three or multiply it by three to ten. I'm for as lost wine. as my way here. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. But so like it was it was a different world. I'm like, I don't like how do I do this? Right. And I fortunately had five hundred people in the wine industry that are just brilliant, including one of our professors that was um former president of Behringer up in, you know, NorCal and Napa. Uh, to kind of guide me through this. These and, mentors are so important, huh? Hundred percent. Really it was the reason yeah. why the bank bought into us. But also, oh, good. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. And I remember too to graduate. Um, so we bought this. We went through this in March of twenty. A week after, dude. A week after COVID showed us down, or a week before COVID, COVID shut us down. That's when the old owner and us came to terms. And I was already deep into two different banks and talking to them. Both just said like, we don't know which way's up, which way's down. We're not lending. But here's some people we would like to introduce you to. But even after that, it was kind of like, well, I don't know. How do I navigate this? What am I going to do? I was working full-time at the time, too. Thank God I didn't have to go on planes like I was all the time. I was spending 100 days a year on planes. and Oh, man. Oh, my god. Yeah, going to see everybody, which was a brilliant, like the silver lining of, of the pandemic was I no longer got on plane. I've been on plane like maybe 10 times since then. Thank goodness. It's been wonderful not being on planes. It is nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. And being around my daughter, you know, who's now about to be six, my wife. And that's been super helpful for sure. Because I can't imagine if I was doing what I was doing and being the winemaker and marketer and salesperson for our winery. How do you pull this off? Right. I have no clue. Yeah, but it's only yeah, like one of it's you. It's hard to, yeah, to that's be it. a husband and a father. Too. It is. We have two full-timers, my wife and I. And then we have a ranch hand who's basically full-time as well. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And yeah. How do you balance doing all this and also learn how do you make wine that's while amazing. you have to sell a bunch of wine yeah. totally. to keep this place afloat? And both of you guys are kind of coming into your, um, what, what like the big mission is going to be and like the soul behind the brand because right. that's super important here. And that's, I was talking to somebody on the drive up here. We were talking about, she took her whole team to Napa and they had, they had a pretty good time. They had some fun wines, but she's like, there was just something missing up there. And I, I want them to see what this is about because I want them to know like always what we're about and yep. um, really and I, I just happened to mention like you know the soul behind her brand and uh, she's like that's what it was there was no soul that we went to that we saw you know up there and I'm sure there is places and stuff I'm not trying to draw that kind of juxtaposition but it's very different yeah. here I mean the vibe we have is is one of a kind what did you guys know that you wanted to have expressed about the wine what was important for you when Meg they look at a high camp they know what you're about well so i mean our the vineyard that we acquired is 75 acres really incredible fruit so when we first got there obviously we had a lot to learn um but we wanted to make wines that are showcasing that that vineyard that site um and we did buy some pinot noir grapes from edna valley to you know have a red that we didn't have to age as long um but that's kind of, we knew when we got there that this place was incredibly special mm-hmm. and that, you know, the previous owners put so much time and effort into planting and, you know, there's a lot of varietals, there's a lot, <laughs> a lot going on out there. A lot to learn, huh? Yeah, a lot to learn. Um, but we knew when we got there that we could take this, this, this on and that we had an incredible site and... Yeah, we just kind of are totally. going from there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like, I mean, we've really jumped into it. Um, my brother is a really great farmer, and he knows the property. 
Um, he saw it. He pretty much already wanted to buy it when he saw it online. But we went to we went to go see it in person. And Spencer actually didn't even see it before he committed. Yeah, I, just, I just was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I FaceTimed cool. him. <laughs> but when I showed up, I mean, I'm not going to lie. My mom the whole time was like, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. Really? Oh, 100%. She was like, don't do it. But there was something about... I don't know. When you know, you know. know, And it was such a beautiful piece of property. And knowing that there hadn't been a lot of people in and out of it, like I had met the previous owners. Gosh, he was 80 when he left and he'd been there for 24 years. I mean, and he wasn't a crazy person. You know, it's like if someone can spend 24 years here and be still this much in love with it and still be doing the punch downs and still be in the tasting room and working it. There was just already so much soul put in from the previous owner and it was just so beautiful, Yeah, you know, and, um, gosh, when you see a vineyard that is on a sloping hill and it's in the middle of nowhere and the romance kind of fizzled away pretty oh, quickly. Fizzled <laughs> away. Once you start right doing, away. get yeah. into the vineyard well, work I think that morning out, they crap, this is a crap ton of work. And the work. cellar is like 80% yeah. cleaning. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I got You're a janitor. I think the, I think the romance almost fizzled away like right away as, as weird yeah, as that sounds. We got like, there in October, 2020. So we it's harvest with their tail end it's of their harvest. harvest. We, we so moved there we were, right in the middle of their oh, harvest. Oh, so you get there. Yeah. You're not sleeping. You're no. not. You're waking up yeah. at crazy hours. You're going yeah. to bed at crazy hours. You yeah. guys aren't having the you time you probably would like and need. And it's just a very different time because it's no. just like it was like it's a harvest. full yeah. transplant to like a His harvest beard's situation. unmanageable yeah. at this point, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, right when they knocked on the door that transition day, which I was, we weren't even really clear of it. Honestly, they, my family purchased it in September. We moved there two weeks after. It was so quick. We packed up and we left. And right when that door knock happened, I will say it was like, it started to fizzle right away. And um, yeah, it was four or 5 a.m. mornings. And we were there with Bill until, gosh, Man. for... Yeah. Oh, like 11 sometimes I, I don't even know why looking back I'm like why why were we there that long I have no yeah. idea I wish I had so. somebody to be there <laughs> yeah. to walk me through I the terrible know. decisions you were making it at that was moment. So, and I was so vulnerable because I had no idea what I was doing and I can't we both came in so humbled it was like here I am I'm clay mold me yeah. like, but we both came in like super <laughs> eager so that so was eager. it was helpful you know for us to start to figure stuff out because we were just absorbing everything. It was boot camp. It yeah. really was. Yeah. It was like... And your winemaker consultant, Christian Rogano, I'm yeah. a big fan of. He was one He's of... The best. I think he might have been like my third Cork Dork show, which was 12 years ago. You know, he was one of the best. I was telling yeah. uh, Megan on the phone, he taught me how to savor a bottle of champagne. Yeah. Told me the story about how that even started and... Here's a guy, Christian Rogano, who, I mean, you might know him old days at Bailiana or wherever, but he's just such a winemaking, you know, legend. He He's grown wine on five continents. He was brought over to a sole career for the 96 Olympics. Yeah. He just knows his, he knows yes. his shit. And exactly. he's this old French dude. We are so I'm not even going to say old. He's this, this, this French dude. Yeah. That's just the bomb. And he's, you know, helped us out with, you know, influencing the style of wine that we want to make and... He's he's like our wine dad, basically. Really That's is. so cool. He's, he's our, our mentor. Wine daddy. Like he's the best. That's he, so cool. Yeah. It was really. I mean, I will say we've had so many ups and downs, but I really do believe in karma, and it's one of those things where we really put in work, and we might have gotten, I don't 
don't know. We might have gotten the short end of the stick a lot of the times learning. But in the end, we met Randy. That was such a, I mean, he's still with us. We're still working with him. We're going to be cool. redeveloping our vineyard. And we're redeveloping it in a way that we're really looking forward to. Um, but then he introduced us to Christian. When you inherit a vineyard and a winery, you inherit wine. And we had some issues. And he we didn't even have to go through a couple consultants. He was the first consultant that we were... Oh, thank God, right. I know. And he came in, our personalities matched, our styles of wine matched. Um, the previous wine, it's amazing. So many people love it. It's not what we were drinking. I'm not going to lie. No, um, for real. I was going to ask you guys both about yeah. that because, you know, we see not just a pendulum swinging in the perception of Paso, but a lot style. of people who I know the style. I mean, yeah. it's like we want to be, we want to really get that balance we want to really yeah. dial in we're not trying to make the biggest jammiest most exactly. extracted wines we're trying to figure our our balance and dial that in yeah. totally. you know and with our property we i yeah. feel like my experience um do you know the center light skate where kate mckinnon is like abducted by the aliens in what movie oh no just the center light skate oh, oh. Yes. so kate mckinnon she's sitting there in like mom jeans and yeah. like really like just yeah. terrible clothes and everything <laughs> and you see the two people like Oh, it was wonderful when the aliens came down. This is brilliant. I had a wonderful time. It was warm. And Kate McKinnon's like just dragging on the cigarette. She's like, yeah, that's not my experience. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. I have no idea. I'm like, I what happened here? That. Yeah, Next I remember that. I know, aliens from every orifice. orifice. Yeah. What the F happened? Yeah. <laughs> my, we totally. bought at the same fucking time. Yeah. So I don't know what exactly <laughs> happened to mine. Totally. Not a charmed story. My Not a charmed like, of a story. Day one of harvest, he had a moving truck right here. was gone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, gone. And <laughs> literally okay. first of three. Because um, it's a big-ass house. So there's a lot of like artwork and all this stuff to take. Yeah. But I remember just sitting there. I was like, holy shit. Like, all right, you're supposed to be all right. I guess, well, crap. guess I'm figuring this one out on literally September 11th. 2020 of all the days. Oh my God. And I'm that just, like, that day just yep, sends a yep. chill through It just you. hurts my Spooky. teeth when I say it. Forever, <laughs> forever, while we're in wine, I will have always bought our business. You know, my wife and I, on September 11th, what have you. But like, it was not like nice and happy. There were like club members saying, like, hey, I want to come taste. I'm like, I don't know who you are right now. Yeah. Like, I'm oh, drowning in grapes. Gosh. I'm figuring this out. It's myself and my, my ranch hand and a volunteer basically figuring this out. Yeah. It, it was oh. not sweet and nice. <laughs> okay. So. No Heinz in. I got a wonderful <laughs> vineyard manager now. <laughs> Jason Yeager has been a brilliant vineyard oh, manager. Jason's consultant dope. Nice guy. We took over about six months after this. Love Jason. But there was a lot of shit in my pants, a lot of questioning the decisions. Oh, man. Um, I'm 46, but I look like I'm 84 now. No, you I'm look like, great. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on uh, the Winwood Ranch or Winwood uh, a Winwood uh, Pinot Noir. A Winwood. Winwood. A Winwood. 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 Sorry. Winward. Yeah, Mark Goldberg. Mark Goldberg. Yeah. Like he's been in it like 20, 30 years. I'm like, God damn it, I'm already at that point. <laughs> at yeah, he, point. he's a G. I like. He's brilliant. I will say, I'm saying a lot of nice things, yeah. but <laughs> I don't know. but but I what you just said really resonated. Like the calls that we were getting, it was like, Hey, um, it's Joe. Hey Joe, it's Megan. Um, how yeah. are you? Who 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 are you? Yeah, yeah. Everyone that was calling and emailing, it was like as if they thought that we already knew them. Yeah. And 
God bless them. We, you know. I was starting to figure out, like, how do I mainline the grape juice from the vineyard straight in? Let it ferment into the veins. Yes. And then there was a lot of, you know, to not get super uber descriptive, but there were a lot of loose ends that when you came into the business, Yeah, old school Paso, right? Yes. Old school Paso. There was a, you know, you do this, we'll be fine. We'll we'll figure this out in time. Like, maybe not everything's done on a handshake. No. (laughs) No. Especially not with the government. Our biggest challenge was like, you know, you're trying to figure out how do you do this one for us in a residential little area. Right. Thank God we have brilliant neighbors that are have been very supportive of what we're doing. Right. And we came in and the old owner was like, here's what I built and what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, crap. I don't know if you're really at that point for what you wanted to do, but we'll get there. And, you know, we kind of just went to the county and said, here's what we're trying to do. How do we figure this out? And thank God there are brilliant people like the Heinzens, like Jason Yeager when he came back down here who ran Niner for uh, nine years. Yeah. Ironically, I feel like yeah. if you leave a, if you're a vineyard manager at Niner, you have to leave after nine years. Yeah. <laughs> oh. no, or, nine, or 19. Right. right. <laughs> you know, or even, you know, different people, club members, like um, Sarah Tomasetti, who runs Wine for Paws. Oh, I love Sarah. Sarah. And runs the Guy Amara and Jay Ducey clubs, who have, like, we have exploited her for questions left and right. Or I didn't know she did all of that. I didn't know she, she did. Too. Or even, you know. Yeah. I know her through one for pause. I yeah. love her. She's great. Oh, she's phenomenal. She's and then, you know, to be selfish, too, we have a wonderful daughter, and I love her for everything she is. The best thing that she is, she does not know. Horrible in the cellar. And girl. I hope she does not know. She's terrible in the cellar. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah. If you would come and taste with me, she will show you how fast she could run our tasting around our tasting area and also do some brilliant drawings. And actually, if you look in the bottles there, the ones that are rainbow color, those are her three-year-old drawings on her bottles, too. Oh, cool. oh I love that. So we that. make her earn her keep. That's so cool. To Graphic to designer, her. too. Yep. So good. That's but she great. introduced she introduced awesome. us to Guillaume and Celine at Close Lynn, who I never ask Guillaume questions when I need to ask him questions. And we were at the uh, Booker celebration, or Eric, or the gala, Jensen yeah. gala, and and just you know he's like, why are you not asking me questions, Gordy? Well, yeah, oh, terrible French. That's what Pass was all about, dude. I agree. Well, you, got also, Guillaume, you got Guillaume. That guy you runs so many different labels, he and he's phenomenal. A, oh my yeah. gosh, his but wines I, are beautiful. Yeah, that was one of the first places Christian took us. Like, yeah, yeah. French, you know, you know they, they're Bordeaux buddies. I got Chris at Everly just to be like, hey man, don't let my daughter go homeless. Yeah, I have a question. Look at her face. Why are my numbers like? this and he's like dude i got a shit ton going on at everly but here's this is what you're doing wrong yeah you know or ray um ray who's um the husband of michelle barrera at um at her table enjoy slow yeah great who ray he's an idiot savant in so many different ways (laughs) comes over and tastes through my wines and he's the most candid dude (laughs) and rips me apart in the best way and he's like let's try this let's do this and pasta the best thing about paso is literally the how do we tap into everybody's knowledge right. and know, again, continue to know it's a rising tide to lift all ships? And the one 100%. it is, and the I way, truly believe that. The way you tap in is by just asking because yep. Guillaume is there. Look, I mean, the, these are people who I tried to get for interviews in the beginning and it wasn't always easy, but now it's like, you know, on the last show had, you know, Justin Smith from Saxon yeah. and, and Eric from Booker. So, I mean, like, it's just asking and what you'll find here, and it's so different than any, so many other different wine communities and in, in, uh, regions, is that it's the open hearts, it's open minds, it's open cellars, it's yep. open, open book. And it's really beautiful. Saxon doesn't need us. They don't need to talk to both no. of us. But if we actually took a moment to reach out to them, 
Ori Booker and whatever and just yeah. said, like, I got a small question. Yeah, no, yeah. sure. That's so amazing. It might take a little bit of work, but, like, maybe a day. Right. Well, you're very much, like, falling into yourself. Not falling into yourself, like, there's no deliberateness, but you're very much finding yourself and your yeah. wine style. What are you learning you are? What are you learning you want? And here's oh, the thing. Yeah. You, might have, you might have come into wine club members with this past brand, but you need to make wine that you're comfortable with drinking. Uh, you know, that's a funny point. No. No, um, why not? So I hate Pinot Noir, but if my club members <laughs> love Pinot Noir, no offense to high kids. How are you going to make it? Okay. How are you going to make a Pinot Noir if you don't love it? Um, I have wonderful people behind me. Yeah, and I if guess I went possible. to yep. So if I reached out make. to Eberly, and I worse this, yeah. If I went to Chris and like, hey man, just tell me something. You Give don't me like, like Pinot at all? Something? Huh? You don't like Pinot Noir at all? So you're not even going to want to drink your own Pinot Noir. Okay, so Pinot Noir to me is a high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the Pinot? Let's I will Pinot say, Pinot. now this is wonderful. I will say high camp is wonderful. Pinot Noir to me is a high school prom date that did not put out. Right? Okay, wait, so like let you, me give you this one. Do you want this? This one just, puts out. Okay, yeah, this one puts out? Oh, let's put yeah, out. Yeah, this one puts yeah, out. Pinot so just, you, you just want big, big No, reds? no, because I made a white and rosé that are not like – a Viognier and Rosé this year that are not like big, bold wines. But maybe you taste a Pinot that may- maybe you need Santa Maria style kind of Pinot. That sure. Out. I mean, may- you might find a region because Pinot likes in. It's very sense of place. I'm not right? opposed to doing it. It just has to be one that I enjoy. Yeah, no, sure. On some level when it comes yeah. to that. Now, we make enough right of wines here. So yeah. we do, <laughs> this year we did 21 different, well, just, uh, hold on. <laughs> He's going to, I'm well, making him try the Pinot We did 21 reserve. different wines this year. <laughs> Um, Damn! You did twenty-one wine. On how? What is your case production? So we were we ended up being we. So I did thirteen hundred fifty from our vineyard, and then I bought a little bit from Stillwaters. Paul Hoover, love him. Is just a fucking brilliant dude for real. Um, And he's also the best thing about Paul too is he is the embodiment of. What Paso is, which I need is to get him on the podcast. I love him. Yeah, you need Still to. Still, he's also going to talk about fishing for ninety percent of the time. <laughs> I so know. Be ready. So one time I was at an auction. Really quick story, not to take your thing. No, um, we're at a story. We have these cows that you see all over Slow County. I know you just moved here a few years back, but the, 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 the cow parade. So <laughs> there's this one. We're auctioning them all off like at the, the end. Plastic cows. Yeah, okay. like the big fun. We They're have like life one size. of them yeah. at Ranchita. Oh, it's like you? still one of our Google images. I'm like, what is this cow? Yeah. So there was one that like the television station had that had like antennas on air the whole thing <laughs> oh that's you it, totally mm-hmm. so I'm working I'm announcing I'm seeing this event with the auctioneer mm-hmm. and Paul Hoover buys this one from the TV station and he stands up and he goes by the way that you're taking that cow out and that's all yours yep. so it's literally in the foyer of the radio joking? station like, yeah. I got a cow Paul Hoover bought me a cow wait so, that that's cute it's really really Paul sweet, sweet guy. small producers yeah. like God. Yeah. And that's Stillwater. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I've only heard good things about He's his wine. So our came from him, and I bought oh, some cool. Cab and Merlot and some other stuff, too, just to experiment. Oh, good yeah. for you. For sure. But he also is just like, Corey, whatever you want to do, let's figure it out. What is your yeah. favorite varietal? Like, what wines do you like? If you don't like Pinot, what I love. Oh, them. man. I'll tell you what. It changes all the time. We make that's a wine good, called Cabaret, which, you know, this is actually going to hark it back to Stefano Seo's days where he left Bordeaux because he wanted to do Cab and Syrah. Right. I hate the name of our wine for Cabaret, which is open if you guys want some. I would love Yeah, I'll to try it. Um, the name, I'm not totally doing now. I agree. Over either. 100%. Um, our old owner was Literal. And what he did for sure. It's like cabaret. Cabaret. Yeah. Cabaret. Just cab and Syrah. But you also Syrah, Syrah, Syrah Bernay. Maybe the Syrah Bernay. That's, so that's Syrah actually Bernay. what this year, 21 yeah, yeah. is. So 21 is Syrah Bernay. <laughs> oh, really? 
because it's heavier Syrah. Or see, you can just smoking weed and coming up with yeah. names. Yeah. I mean, what well, else do you do in this huge house? Right, yeah. What do you we do? also have a wine Mushrooms. called Syrah. Under the holes. Yeah, yeah right. Well, we also have a wine Simon. called Syrah. Syrah. Zen. Syrah. Syrah. Oh, my gosh. Syrah, Syrah. So I've gotten away from the literal. Yes. Case Ryan. I got away from a little the literal naming for sure, but it makes sense too. At the, at the end of the day, if you're a consumer, like you want to know what you're drinking. If you don't know what Cabaret is, you're not going to be very far off from guessing. Yeah, it it's true. It's going to change. Well, but there, it's my there favorite are things wine. that look. We've taken Syrah, which obviously Paso does great. Petite Syrah. I don't know if anyone does it better. And we have. Yeah. I mean, from back in the yeah. Justin Isosceles days, mm-hmm. taken these wines that maybe people besides Cabernet Sauvignon, which people have known for a long time, we've taken these wines, we put them into blends, we give them sexy names, and and it works, and people yeah. love them. So, and if it's anything that can like help identify. The wine with high camp with dresser. Yep. I mean, it it can be it can be magic. It's Marketing like, is beautiful. Yeah, it right. Is. You, you guys both have, know that. You guys all know that. You from have all like we're two doing. seconds to get someone's attention, and right. even if they're in your tasting room or t- paying attention to you, you still have to communicate so much, right? It's like this is what we're about. This is what our wines are. These yeah. are our wines. I mean, there's so many layers. And even though someone might be in your doors, it doesn't mean that they they even get what you're doing. So right. something like that, it's yeah. like, I get what he was trying to do. How, I get it. How important is it for folks to get what you're doing? Like from an emotional, wrap their head around it. Ah, don't overthink this. This right? is a, there are two things that Paso offers. Mm-hmm. One, it's it's um, experiential yeah. and connections. Totally. And, then, and Okay, three things. And beautiful wines. Yeah. yeah. But the biggest thing I've realized is when I sit down, I do most every single tasting that I've, you know, for the last three years, it's usually me sitting down with my tasting room guy at a minimum or at most rather um, and just talking through and talking to people and just saying like, here's what I do. Yeah, I get it. You're buying into me. You're paying a hefty price for our wines, 50 bucks for a wine or whatever. But like I've been tutored by wonderful people. Mm -hmm. I'm also backed by wonderful people. I just Dude, the owner create... left in a truck my yeah. day one, bro. Buy this wine. <laughs> well, but more so it's a, I want to be the the unwinery winery. Yeah. So I want it to be like, I don't want to go through, like I never What's that talk... mean? What's that mean? So it's it's two things. One, I don't talk about my wine club. I want you to be my wine club. I absolutely want you to be, but also if you don't want to be and you pay full price, that's amazing for me. Mm-hmm. Thank you for buying a little bit to support my family. I, you have to yeah. be missing out on something by doing, by not I trying disagree. to close that deal. I was, in fact, Amanda Wittstrom Higgins, she has um, Full Cup Solutions. She's a consultant yeah. firm. A great gal. And she had this thing and she came on my show to talk about like seven things that like uh, tasting rooms aren't doing right now. And inviting the deal to be closed on a relationship that we already know is your most precious relationship, that DTC connection. Not inviting the deal to be closed, you might be missing out on a close. Well, so for me, it's, you know, as a sales guy, career sales guy too, was asking for a sale. Right. But here's the difference when you're actually the business owner and you're doing something that's entertainment or hospitality focus. It's more about just asking to just support. And then the people, I still sell 90% of my wine to my wine club. And we still, you know, 1,350 to 1,800 uh, cases a year when I buy stuff from Paul, whatever. Thank God. So you're like, if you build it, it will come kind of thing. Like, that will come. No. Yes and no. Um, ah, God, I hate, like, I remember when I was going out wine tasting and 
was just pressure to buy. No pressure should be. Nope. No. And I don't so want to talk. Uh, yeah, if somebody cool. wants like the thing that like I've had so many like fifty year old dudes come into the, the the tasting area and just say. I don't know shit about wine, but I know a lot about bourbon. I'm like, so do I. I'm Irish. Right? Let me tell you about this. Yeah. yeah, God bless. Great, right. Let's walk we, through you this. You have to have a common denominator. You have to find that, and yeah. then it's just fo- fun for both parties. I don't know if it's even, even having a four by geez. six inch thing at the end where you're like, glad you tasted. Hey, here's info nope. on our wine club. Take it with you. No. Nope. I got to say you're missing out. I got it. Really? No. I think for us, like, 90% of just, wine is sold to our wine club. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, that's just launching High Camp last August. Like, if somebody joins, we're like, like, hell it's, yes. It like, is thank like you. crazy. Like, you know, we like got, we're excited. Yeah. We got five new members one day, which is nuts for us. Like, we will go months without a new member. Sure. And I don't mean to, like, it's not any. You know, I'm not well, trying yeah, to say I mean, that. No, it's, 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 no, it's like. You know, it's not yeah. because of us or our wines. It's hope, yeah. But we oh, don't push our wines. It's just sometimes people ask about the wine club. Yeah. And sometimes they don't. And we're not going to tell them about it unless they ask. Because I don't want someone to be pressured. I want yeah. them to go home. Just remember that they had a great time in Paso. We got to talk to the winemaker. We got to learn about the wines. And you know what? If they come back, or maybe they'll think about us when they're drinking the bottle. But it's just sometimes not worth I just would, that I would signature and the $150. You know, it's just not worth it. Sometimes. I would challenge you both. Spend <laughs> March. Or April, Doing if you it. want to skip a month. Spend either March or April. We'll come back for a little, you know, reconnect. And you tell me, for a month, you just invite the clothes. Don't pressure. Ex- I hate pressure. Well, invite the clothes, and you tell, and you show like me numbers that are not come up. You're, I'm just seeing your hands sliding. So yeah, I will a, say, a little, though, a little, you know, a little colorful thing that says I say this. There are ways to talk about the wine club without saying wine club. What are you against the word? What's what's wrong with the word? Um, It's not about against the word. It's more so about inviting the experience of like you got you had an opportunity to sit down with us. Mm -hmm. There's like so there's a there's a big change towards I think um, the the experience of a boutique winery. Yeah. Adam, you need shit face red. I do. I need <laughs> it was really good, by the way. Um, and I'm yeah. loving... Petit Syrah, so, 2020 Cab and Syrah, and 10% Zen. All these wines I, are fantastic. I love the shit... What is it? Shit, shit face red. Shit face red. I loved it, but I will say, <laughs> I so feel like my favorite one so far so is your Syrah. Thanks. I agree. Thank you very much. So that was aged for 30 months in... Uh, in well, so we do... We choose a reserve or whatever. Now we're calling Barrel Select. I find the most favorite barrel that I, I made and I let it age for another 15 months. So twice as long as we usually do, 30 months. It's beautiful. But it's more so, this is a soft sell. And it's not about, um, I want you to join my club. Of it's course. more so, the reason why we're successful today, why 90% of our wines are going to, like, we're making a healthy amount of wines. Yeah. 21, 22,000 bottles yeah. a year. Damn. They're going to people that are saying, we enjoy these wines. We want you to buy them as well. And I'm happy to sell my bottles at full price because it does eliminate the discount as well. But I'm also happy to give that discount if you want to sign up for a year. But if you just want to come and buy some wine... Thank you. Sure. This is amazing. No, no, sure. Either way, it's I don't want to look that gift horse yeah. in the mouth, but I'm just saying ABC, baby. I mean, we always yeah. know. What, I mean, we're all coming sure. from this in the, in the past. And, uh, I do have a question, though, because I heard that, like, the previous owner, he sold 90% of his inventory to the wine club, and you are able to still do that. Yeah. So you had a and name change. And we lost change. half our club after we took okay. over. Okay. So basically, that was what I was going to ask. So what? Which is why I buy your... into our method. 
Okay. So now that so tell now me more me. about that because like I'm like whoa, ninety percent yeah. was happening. It's still happening. You had a name change, an ownership change. For me, I'm like we were kind of in the same situation. Like what was yeah. your experience? Um, all right. So it's two things. One, I do come <laughs> from a sales background for sure, yeah. and so everything I do, I it's project. Audible. Well, it's always it's calculated. Yeah. Right. So like I'm not fancy for sure, and also thank God I don't have to wear suits. And every day. I love and the hat, on a plane. by the way. But more so, like, I'm sorry I am covered in mud because I just found a leak in the middle of my vineyard and I don't know how to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> so I but to- I am covered in mud yeah. and maybe some other things. Yeah. But it's a bobcat poop. I'm happy. Right. Yes, the bobcat destroyed it. But I'm also happy to host you. Right. And I'm what here. can I do to make your experience wonderful? I'm here. And I might not be here for the entire time, but my tasting room guy or whatever is going to be here to support you. I love that. Um, but I also think, like, it's good fucking wine. Yeah, Like, I am is. going, I'm going counter to what Paso is going to mm-hmm. overall in style. These are still big-ass, bold, fucking-the-mouth red wines. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, yeah. but I'm trying to do some other things, too. Yeah. And I'm just, for me, as a creative person, I want to do different things, which is why I did a Viognier. Didn't know what I was doing. Just had a wonderful person behind me to help me figure out how to do it. Rosé really important so we can raise money for our friends foundation mm-hmm. for sure. But it's more so just like, I want to make the experience brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I will say, and this, this should probably be muted too. People buy what we tell them to buy, but more so if we're building brilliant, wonderful wines, they'll be happy to do it. If you don't do that, and they buy those wines, they don't come back. Exactly. And that's where you fail mm. totally. is when they buy one or two bottles and, and never come, come back. back. 100%. That's your failure. But thank like you for obligation. your 50 to 100 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I'm sad that I'll never see you again. What could I have done better? Yeah. 100%. And I've heard this really interesting thing from a few people because I feel like we really are very parallel in a lot of ways and Spencer and I I'm do the I'm also a very short thing. female. You are <laughs> and um, no one can see yeah. him but he's right. Um, yeah. No but uh, we, <laughs> we kind of have the same tasting experience. If it's not I mean there's times where it's just me it's just Spencer we have um, a wonderful lady that helps us two days a week sometimes she's helping us in the cellar sometimes she's tasting room. It's literally like we're all on a team but yeah. we have one part-time person yep. but um with the sales i will have people tell me you know i bought this wine and i had such a good time at the winery but when i got home and yeah. i opened the bottle it wasn't good wine so i just had a good time but i'm back here because i had a great time at your winery i opened the bottle when i got home yeah. and it was just as good as when I was drinking it with you. Yeah. Not saying that your experience was terrible, just saying it carried over to my kitchen table. So you're, you're missing that, that little, yeah. the, you're missing on the easy part. Yeah. Which is if your wine is failing, you're screwed. Right. And so it's right. like if you're yeah. giving But if you are failing on this, the experiential side, yeah. that's easily corrected. Right. So correct the wine for sure. Yeah. But more so for me, it's just about like just try try both. You know, and know. then it's like when someone when you're taking you know a little piece of somewhere to your home, it's like you still like it. Great, you're gonna see that person again if you know. Oh, I don't want. I, I just it's more so just the the expectation for the end consumer should be 
that they enjoyed the, enjoyed the wine as much as they did yeah, when they met exactly. Megan Spencer. 100%. And if you fail on that, then that's, that's the it. wine's fault and that's your fault or as a winemaker or whatever. And yes. I feel that every time. When it's, somebody says like your wine was corked, I'm like, God damn it, that's not my fucking fault. But I got it. Here's a new bottle. Right. Thank you for telling me. That helps me in figuring out my plan next year yeah. mm-hmm. and what I need to do better in choosing totally. my corks. Right? Yeah, because you know such a small percentage are actually going to say that. Less so. than 1% of corks worldwide are ever tainted with um, cork taint, but it's I've had two in three years, four Same. years, We've had yeah. and there have probably been more. We've had but about I guess two. it depends on the cork you're getting too. But yes. also, like I feel like a lot of people one don't know, and you don't want them to think you don't want people to think that your wine tastes like that. Like, yes, like and two, a lot of people don't understand uh, TCA or, or, or cork taint is, can is I, a gradient. It's can not, I add it's not one either thing. black or white. If somebody like, and we are all the same age of like what TCA tastes like. If you open up a little baby uh, carrot bag, little, those little small things yes, within the waters. Healed. That's what TCA smells and tastes like. Now, oh, that's interesting. For all of us that have kids, or at least me, and, and Georgie, or Georgie, Georgie have, you have any he loves carrots. Carrots are good for dogs, but they are for sure. That's what cork is. Cork yeah. is, and so now we're going to walk into this weird area. I think mm-hmm. where these kids are going to taste corked wines and not understand. They might not. They might oh, be tasting cork wines. You're so. I see what you're saying. So Isn't you're tasting. Something? If you taste cardboard, it was what I would call it. Yeah, I would call it like. Car, I would call it cardboard in like a like a musky basement yep. kind of thing. And that might be what, what they think is what yeah. it's going to be when they take the wine home, and it may not favor you in selling it. Or when they go home, maybe like hey, it's fine. It's but good. a corked wine is on like a gradient level. It could be a little bit cork. Yes, which is one hundred percent tough. We I have... cannot nail those down well me yeah i can't be like i have for me right i totally agree and you're you're totally right because i've had cork wines when i'm hanging out with my friends not ours maybe maybe once i don't know you definitely have had it but you don't know yeah yeah exactly it happens to everybody it's like we'll be drinking it and we'll have maybe i haven't tried it maybe spence hasn't but i have a friend who has a nose like a hound dog and he will smell it from yeah yards away and my other friend has already downed a glass of it. Right. She's like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is great. This is wonderful. This is awesome. Yeah. I love it. So, she's like, don't yeah. you smell Remember the that? Uh, yeah. Remember that like, person huh. is tasting the corked wine that's fine with it. She's fine yeah. with yeah. it. Remember, that's uh-huh. the normal average consumer. No, totally. So you have to help them. Totally. Understand what is good that wine. Is that's when we get so a cork true. wine at a table, we'll keep it. And like trying yeah. to still oh. leave. I got one down in my tasting room. I've corv in it. Just so people's like, yeah, that's smart. I want you to taste what a cork wine is. Oh my gosh. How did you do that? Did you put the cork back so in. I use Corvin uh-huh. mostly yes because um, oh, we don't really you found that it was corked and then just kept it Corvin tasted right off the bat just I'm like, to have people fuck, this be is able totally to try corked. Audrey got one in Paris so and uh, we were at a sparkling wine bar she <laughs> she found a, um, a corked one in, in a bottle of champagne what? and that's really tough I could yeah. certainly never do that and it was funny because the dudes who are behind the bar are like you know 22 and she we were trying to like no like look and then we kept the other bottle and you could like taste them. Yep. Um, you're like, dude, you can see it. You can see it. It's like, it could be within like a, like the immediate for me now. It's so clear. Is if it? You, that's If you ever want to, like if you could ever chew I a piece of cardboard. I right here. I know. I, I struggle with that. <laughs> yeah. Down there, not too far away. Okay. Yeah. In it's just if you chew on a piece of cardboard, that's what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. really does. And yeah. it's funny because you're so right. I've had so many friends where we're drinking wine and I have a friend who's amazing. They drink what you put in front of them. They drink yes. and taste what they like. Or you t- they taste or like what you put in front of them to taste. But what they don't realize, 
is what's really good wine. Right. At a affordable price or expensive, whatever, it doesn't matter. And it is usually it's a upon friend. you to help I don't them understand. mean this in, a, in the wrong way, but it's a friend who hasn't been out wine tasting, who doesn't know what they like. You know, no. here's wine. My friend opened it. I don't know that it could be yeah. bad. Why would wine be bad? You know, why would it? It's not bad wine. It's Most a bad wine. Right. Most sure. of the United States have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I have no idea how it's going to work out. What? For you. <laughs> Putting this entire podcast together. Oh, editing it? Oh, God. Oh, we'll figure it out. That's this why I got this. crazy. There you go. But Cheers. thank you, though. This is wonderful. Trainer. This was so much fun. Do you guys have fun? I will say, first of all, the first thing I loved about this podcast is the fact that I got to leave High Camp. We barely leave. And I don't yeah. mean that in a negative space. It's just so hard when you are so new to what you're doing and you're learning and you're in boot camp and... There's a million freaking things to do. You don't leave. You know, you're in panic mode. Yeah. You're also uh, enjoying, but you're in panic mode and you want to make things work. So you don't really leave. We don't go to restaurants. We don't meet new people. I hate to say it. It sounds super negative. I don't mean date. it to. Yeah. But we Triple date. This is why it's you awesome guys. to meet you guys. We got cool. to, yeah. I mean, we're hanging Chill, out. Hang. This is one of the, yeah. and we get to talk. You know, we Rap. gotta talk to Let's someone yep. talk story. who has yeah. a similar experience. I mean, there's three oh, amazing things. Crazy. Spencer, tell me and what you liked about this. We haven't even talked about a lot of our weird experiences. Oh, how do we not get into that? Shit. We have a lot. There's so many weird shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just awesome to meet you guys, and it's just like what we talked about before. Like when we first got to Paso, and obviously knowing nothing, and meeting you know, surrounding wineries and people in the industry, everybody was always so cool. So that's what I think is just incredible about Paso is that you can show up and be a newbie and nobody's going to be an asshole to you. People are going to take you under their wing. They're going to try and help you out as much as they can, which has been huge for us. Um, especially, you know, being like a new, endeavor for us so that's so cool so uh, what'd you like about this and oh, go ahead no please no i just said totally that's it oh i'm so glad that you guys were here it's so cool to meet both of you go ahead tell me we'll, yeah we'll, uh, we'll have this pod oh, work for man. you is this fun we should do this again almost this is great yeah I, I mean i would like to do it like 10 more times so i've been listening <laughs> since day one to the podcast yep 100 percent. so you guys and like there's a snow podcast i used to listen to as well um I said, no, oh, it's, it's no. oh which one Winemakers. Oh yeah, no, he's cool. Oh, cool. And I, I think it's, heard uh, that. it's what got me into this for sure. Cool dude. Jay Juicy, I think it was number one. Yeah, I think. Good dude. We're maybe going to be number seventy. Wow, he's a podcast. He knows Am what I right? he's talking about. You're going to be seventy. Am I close? Seventy. God. So um, I've learned so episode. fucking much from this. Really? Podcast. Oh my god. Oh, it means to- it means you so maybe much. buy a winery that I should not have bought. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I just that love. Amazing. Can you imagine having the opportunity to do exactly what you're supposed to do for the rest of your fucking life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Can you beautiful. imagine that That's opportunity? Beautiful. Whether it's radio, yeah. Adam Montiel. Montiel. Oh, Montiel. Montiel. Adam. Adam. But can you imagine having the opportunity to actually do that? And there's so very few people that have been afforded this opportunity. Now, I don't think I fell into this with my wife. We just, we made this happen. And, yes. you know, I don't know if you guys know about Reiki and all this whole, like, 
you know, manifestation. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. My wife is, if you want to talk to her, she's fucking you brilliant. You be best friends. You should too. be. Um, I am so very thankful for this little opportunity. I remember when I met uh, Adam, it's going to be funny too. Adam Montu. When I oh, first, yeah. when I met Joel, <laughs> when I first met Joel at the Peach Canyon barbecue a couple years ago, I was like, fucking, I love this podcast. Tell Adam to stop talking about like all the reviews he's getting because like he doesn't need this. Like this is what he's doing. It just speaks for itself. Yeah. And I'm so goddamn thankful yeah. to be a part of this. Yeah. And this may help or not. I don't give a shit. We're here. I'm stoked to be a part of this. And also finally meet the other yeah. two stupid people. <laughs> We're, so <laughs> We're so dumb. We're so dumb. Go dumb, baby. To take the step like we have done <laughs> so as good. well for my family and your family too. Uh-huh. What I don't think people realize is we are so super small families. We are not the big families overall that no. most people know, but also credit to those that have done what they've done, the Dows and and the Justins or whatever. Thank God Everly for them. To put us Beckett. on the map. Thank you to Maeve, our neighbor, yeah, not too Lord. far away from here. Yay. A Dow for just being super helpful and everything we've done. And also just putting us on the map. And just doing, like, doing thank you for spending the marketing thing. budget that I don't have. 100%. Yeah. So thank you for building something and for you being stupid enough to come early to Slow County and do this as well. Yeah. And Georgie, wonderful pup. I'm just stoked. Cheers to both you. High Camp Wines and Dresser. This was amazing. Thanks, kids. Thank you. Yeah. Crazy. So awesome. Oh, so good. I loved it. <laughs> Great podcast, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. Give me that moonshine. We'll get by. We pass on down till the job is done. Camped out in the trees. It will simplify good company. I love at the end he goes, are you sure? So much fun chatting with Corey. I'm sorry we missed his lovely better half. I got a chance to meet Kathy and she was off to get one of the little ones from gymnastics. So next time, Kathy, I really look forward to visiting more with you. Also great to meet Spencer and Megan. Just a great group of people. By the end, we were all talking about getting some people up in that house for some shenanigans. If we do, which I hope we do, I'll make sure to hit record on some of it. Deal? Check the show notes for the website and link up to both Dresser Wines and High Camp Wines. All right, for our Travel Paso Spotlight, how about a place downtown that is so relaxing, chill, informal, it just feels like you're kicking it in the backyard? Well, you are. The Backyard, downtown Paso. It's on the corner of 13th and Railroad. It's a product and dream fulfilled of Russell and Amy Baker. Both went to Paso High School, grew up here. It's a place that's just chill. You're going to find winemakers winding down there, all kinds of industry folks. But what they love about it, what I love about it, it's just family friendly. Come one, come all. they got over 20 beers on tap, lots of local love, but they also know their beers. And they got some of the best craft beers in the country on tap there. Lots of local wines on tap, even some great food. Chef Chris Beckett, who's been a legend here for a while, he was the opening chef at Fish Gaucho for a while before he started his own thing called Roots on Railroad, and he's in the backyard too with his Roots on Railroad fare. So you are sure never to go hungry, never to go thirsty. It's also a great place if you want to have a birthday party, a rehearsal dinner, any kind of private event, such a clutch spot for that. So recapture those fond moments of just kicking it in the backyard, just relaxing with my friends at the backyard, downtown Paso. I like this. They say, be kind, unwind. Check them out. Also, check out TravelPaso.com before your next trip downtown or your next trip out to Paso to see us.
All right, next episode. I can't believe this year is flying by. We'll be talking Wine Fest next episode. I'm excited. Lots going on. I want to bring you into the mix and get you ready so you are all up on everything you need to be to be here with us May for Paso Wine Fest. PasoWine.com for the latest. Where Wine Takes You is executive produced by Joel Peterson and Paso Wine. Associate producer is Jim Bravo. Thanks to the one and only Jamie Guzman for fulfillment. Original music on the pod, Good Company, performed by Moonshiner Collective, available wherever you stream your music. You can also learn more about the band, moonshinercollective.com. They are great live, by the way. Check them out next time you're visiting. If they're ever live, you must check them out. Equipment transport and technical consideration provided by Fly With Wine. The podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by yours truly. And next time you are cruising around the Central Coast, you can tune me in on your radio. Old school, I know, right? My morning show, Up and Adam in the Morning, is heard weekday mornings on Wine Country Radio, The Crush 92.5. We stream online, KRUSH 925, crush925.com. And we got a free app for your smartphone as well. What a fun episode. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for taking time to listen. I'm your host, Adam Montiel. Until next time, lift up that Paso wine-filled glass up high. Cheers to meeting new people, coming to table, opening a bottle of absolutely anything, and seeing where wine takes you. And give me that passion, get bowing, pass on down till the job is Get out in the trees, it will simplify and work come. Give me that moonshine, get bowing, pass on down till the job is out in the trees, it will simplify and work come. Give me that moonshine, we'll get bowing, pass on down till the job is out in the trees, we will simplify in good company. With that moonshine, we'll get by. We pass all around till the job is dry. Camped out in the trees, we will simplify in good company.